In this episode, we cover Fortnite shooters, the Moto Z3, brand new Microsoft Go, and much more. So stay tuned to find out more. Hey, and welcome back to the JK Tech Show podcast on whatever platform you are listening or watching this on. And this episode is packed with a ton of stuff. So I just want to introduce myself. My name is Ali Abdul Karim, and this is the JK Tech Show podcast. Let's get right into it. The first thing I'd like to cover is Fortnite shooters. And there's been a lot of speculation as to whether they're actually a thing. And yes, Fortnite shooters are actually a thing. And they're getting paid up to $25 an hour to improve Fortnite skills of players that want to get improved. Like you can actually go to websites like GamerSense, which has like a ton of coaches who specialize in Fortnite, you can actually hire them. I mean, this sort of originated from like from like kids being embarrassed at school, so their parents pay for them not to be embarrassed is essentially the sort of overarching idea on this. It's just a bit weird. I don't think I would ever do that, and I'm not really sure as to why the parents are doing this, just so the kids are not embarrassed. Okay. Yeah, th- this one is a really weird one. Anyway, on to the next one. Apple is now worth $1 trillion. This probably announced around a week ago, but I couldn't put it in last last episode, so it's in this one. They've hit $1 trillion, and, and they're, on, they're the only company in the past few years. There have been several companies before, and there are some non-public, com- like private companies, that may have been over, but we would never know for sure because they are not public. In terms of public, we've got Amazon, we've got Apple at the top right now. Amazon is close by around eight hundred billion. Alphabet, Google's father company, is roughly eight fifty billion. So yeah, they are getting there, but just haven't hit Apple yet. Next up, we're going to cover the brand new Moto Z3, which has been announced by Motorola recently. So the phone is set to launch on August sixteenth. So it's not going to be too far from now. The main feature of this phone is that it's five G ready. It's going to be the first real real phone that's actually five G ready. Regardless of whether the carriers support 5G currently, obviously they're going to be adapting to that. But this is 5G ready. you got to obviously have your 5G mod and everything like that. But yeah, it is ready for 5G. There are several videos regarding that. I can leave them in the links, in the cards, something like that. In terms of the cameras that it has, it has two 12 megapixel cameras at the back. And now you might find it weird that they have two of the same cameras at the back, but they actually aren't the same. One of them is monochrome, so then you can shoot better black and white video or photos or take just better black and white images much easier. And in terms of the front-facing camera, it has an 8 megapixel front-facing camera. Nothing too different as what we've seen in previous smartphones that have been released. Now in terms of uh, the display, it has a 6-inch AMOLED display. It's decent. And the processor is a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835, not an 845. This is sort of similar with the sort of not top tier phones, sort of mid tier sort of smartphones. This is what they tend to have. The phone is splash proof, but not waterproof. So you obviously can't take it in the water or leave it for a while. I'll throw it there. 
probably will stand a couple of splashes if you're near a pool. If you're, if you're nearby a pool, your friend jumps in regardless of the fact that you told him that you have an expensive brand new phone that you just got. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Guarding price is going to sell for roughly $480. Obviously, that would vary in terms of carriers and just worldwide, but that is the price, $480. Next up, I'm going to cover the fact that Microsoft have shunk Microsoft have shrunk down their Surface and made the Surface Go. It actually seems quite popular in terms of people's reviews and critics and everything like that. The processor is an Intel Pentium. It does start at $399, so, so yeah, you're getting a Pentium, $400 roughly. If you want to have the keyboard and stylus pen, you've got to pay roughly $200 extra, so that makes it $600 if you want, like, with the keyboard and the stylus pen, so... In terms of looks, obviously, apart from the size difference, it has a ridiculously thick bezel in terms of today's standards. So yeah, there's just that to bear in mind. I'm not a huge fan of this, but loads of other people are. Yeah, that's that. Now, Samsung are trying to tap into the hybrid game, brand new Samsung Galaxy Tab S4. Obviously, they've seen the bandwagon of hybrids becoming real popular, so they want to jump in. It comes in around $650. So let's run down on the specs and you can then you can decide if you think it's worth it. So so this one has deck support like some like the latest Samsung smartphones, which allows you to sort of connect it into a monitor and give you a more desktop like experience. Comes equipped with a 10.5 inch Super AMOLED display and has a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835 processor like the Moto Z3. Includes an S Pen with it, so like a stylus pen. So it's obviously going to be real good for like design artists that kind of stuff because that's kind of sort of the style that hybrids are really meant for because then you have a tablet you have a laptop you want to put the portability together it's really useful for artists so obviously you can sort of lean it down becomes just one screen and then you can draw paint do whatever you want with it so yeah it should include an s pen i'm glad it's not an extra cost like the surface go even though the surface go is cheaper initially but yeah, the S Tab has four AKG tuned speakers with Dolby Atmos, so the audio should be pretty good. In terms of consuming media, etc., etc., it has 16 hours of battery life, according to Samsung. That should allow for plenty of work, play, or whatever else you do with your devices. Now you can run applications simultaneously in resizable windows, that's good. And obviously because of deck support you can plug it into an external monitor like the one that is in front of me. And then you can get some extra screen real estate. Now on to the Google Pixel 3. So Google have not formally announced this or really said anything about it. So this is going to be really based on speculation. So what we do know is that Google have acquired HTC's phone hardware team September of last year, so that's obviously going to help them build this device. Now what annoys me is that the Pixel 3 will have a big notch, and not in terms of the width like the iPhone 10, but it's going to be real deep, like it kind of cuts into the phone, it honestly looks kind of weird. That is just sort of a turn off for me. If you follow Google's release dates for their previous devices, we can speculate that this one will also be releasing in October 
of 2018. And now there are rumours that it could support wireless charging due to several factors. First off, they've been developing a glass back, which tends to improve the wireless charging experience, so that would, could be one of the reasons why they're doing that. Also, their new software updates comes with additional features for wireless charging, so that also makes us consider as to if they're going to put wireless charging into it. It would be great if there is wireless charging, and if there is, I highly doubt they're going to include one in it, which is probably going to be like all the previous devices that included it, you just go out and buy a wireless charger. In terms of the specs, it comes with an octa-core Qualcomm CPU, perhaps it's going to be the Snapdragon 845, like most of the higher tier phones. Adreno 630 GPU. In terms of the pixel resolution, it'll be 2960 by 1440. And the wired version of Google Pixel Buds are going to be connecting via USB-C to this device. It's confirmed to support Android Pie. Comes with 4 GB of RAM, and we said wireless charging as a speculation due to some previous things that we talked about. And it should be available in at least two colors, being black and white, but possibly they might release more. Now onto a very highly anticipated device, the Red Hydrogen 1. It's Red smartphone. Now they obviously they create the massive cameras like MKBHD has and Brandon Havard and those guys. So you'd expect the camera game on this smartphone to be like top notch. Anyway, this highly anticipated phone has been delayed, which is a bit disappointing because I was excited for it. But they will be releasing a few betas to certain people. However, in terms of the official release date for pre-orders is going to be October 9th. And in terms of carrier release, that's going to be November 2nd. I'm really excited for the Red Hydrogen 1. I want to see what it's like. I want to see the camera. I want to see the smartphone. It looks like a pretty sort of robotic, futuristic design. Very different to what the usual smartphones they have today. But yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for it. Now, Samsung have just announced the Samsung Note 9 a couple of days ago. So I was thinking and debating whether to discuss it in this podcast. I decided against it because I'm going to make a future YouTube video talking about all the differences between the Note 9, possibly the Note 8, or something along those lines so you can see all the different features and stuff like that. So make sure you do subscribe to my YouTube channel, aka JK, you can turn notifications. And if you're on YouTube, then like this video and you can comment on what sort of product that you're most excited for in the comment section down below. If listening to this on a podcast app, then please do subscribe to this podcast as I'm trying to go weekly with tech news. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching this. And now I'm really excited because I can go and turn on the AC. I'll see you in the next episode. Welcome to the first ever episode of the JK Tech News Podcast. I'd just like to extend a very warm welcome to everyone on whatever platform that you're listening to this. And depending on what platform you are on, this show will be on there all the time. So every time I post a new episode of this, you should find it on whatever platform you're listening to right now. So that shouldn't be a problem. 
And yeah, without further ado, I'd just like to explain what this podcast is going to be about and then we can get started. So essentially, it's going to be a weekly news update surrounding all the technology and just tech in general that has been released, rumoured, etc. For example, we'll cover big companies such as Apple, Instagram, Bose, Amazon, etc, etc. And so in this episode, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. We're going to be covering Apple, Instagram, lots of audio companies. Well, actually, it's just going to be mainly Bose. Amazon, Samsung, Google, Microsoft, and a few extra additional things later on in the episode. So without further ado, everyone, let us get right into the episode. So we all know Apple has released the iPhone 10, very controversial phone with a notch. It is one of the most expensive phones on the market right now, coming in between one one to one point two thousand dollars i am currently using it right now and i'm using it to read off so yeah it is a really good device but obviously apple are going to be updating the iphones constantly so they are rumored to release three new iphones towards the end of 2018 so in a few months time possibly going to be announced in the wwdc event later on in the year but these three smartphones are going to be as follows so the second generation iphone 10 could be called iphone 11 we're not sure but it's essentially the, the second generation of what we just have right now and there's going to be an iphone 10 plus and a cheaper iphone 10 which could be the rumored full screen iphone se2 but i'm not sure on that so the budget iphone 10 which is the cheaper one that i talked about uh, it's going to have a six inch LCD screen so it's not going to be OLED which is probably one of the major reasons as to why it is a cheaper iPhone and it's going to have a single camera not a dual camera like the iPhone 10 has currently and it should come in around $699 which is obviously better than the iPhone 10 right now so it's a few hundred dollars cheaper and I do believe if Apple release such a phone it'll be quite popular as you know people are opting for um, less expensive smartphones and this kind of gives you a more bang for your buck in Apple's market, obviously. This is kind of the price for most smartphones in the market from any other company. But anyway, Apple are pretty overpriced. Also, Apple have been doing a lot of things that we haven't been hearing about. And they've been signing a lot of big actors and directors and just famous people. We think that these people are going to be working together for a new content-based technology software, which is going to be similar to the likes of Netflix, we're going to go over that a bit later on. So Apple have signed people like Oprah, Jennifer Aniston, J.J. Abrams, Steven Spielberg, and many other big names to work on their new projects. So the rumors for this, it will either be a subscription-based service such as Netflix, but just cheaper, obviously, so they can like beat Netflix. The second option would be an Amazon Prime-style bulk subscription with multiple benefits. Obviously, Amazon Prime gives you the uh, the one-day delivery, gives you like Amazon Music, and Amazon TV, stuff like that. This is going to be something similar, and it would include services of the likes of Apple Music and Apple Care. And if they do introduce any new services, that would sort of kind of bulk into and package with this Amazon Prime-style subscription service. Or the third one is a free content service with ads and that would be on the Apple TV. 
so it'd have a similar style to YouTube, obviously it's not going to be like where creators can post content onto there, it would be just a similar style where it's free but there are going to be ads which is the way that they would be making money. Obviously a lot of people would prefer the free content service with ads but I'm not sure on what they are going to be doing. Uh, however, all of this information sounds pretty amazing, but they won't really be announcing anything or releasing anything before spring of 2019. So we still have, like, just below a year to wait for this. Also, uh, related to Apple News, the first iOS 12 public beta is out, so... I'm going to be downloading that shortly and giving feedback possibly on the next podcast episode and possibly on the YouTube channel so you can stay tuned. My YouTube channel is AKAJK. So anyway, public iOS users can now access the iOS 12 beta and try it out for themselves before it is officially released later on in the year, possibly in the uh, September WWDC event. I mean, who knows, but that's what is out now. Along with the macOS Mojave first public beta, which is also released so anyone can go and try it out for themselves before it is officially released in a later event. Now moving on from Apple news, we move on to Instagram. So Instagram has been a hot topic lately as they have introduced IGTV or Instagram TV which is supposed to be an up and coming rival to YouTube. Now I haven't had the time to test out Instagram TV, I might try it out in the future and if I do, I'll give my thoughts on it in a future podcast episode. According to the news and information reviews, they haven't nailed down the search aspect, which is what YouTube do very well. So obviously they're going to nail that down sooner or later so they can actually get in YouTube's range. However, in the future, Instagram TV could prove to be a valid rival to YouTube. But who knows? Well, I'll be keeping a close eye on that and the news on that to see what's happening. Instagram are also trying to rival Apple's 31 people FaceTime video chat feature, which I talked about in a uh, video that I think released yesterday on my YouTube channel, so you can go check it out. And they are introducing four-way video call. Obviously, this kind of hails in comparison to Apple's new up to 31 people FaceTime video chat feature, which is pretty tremendous. But four-way video call, on Instagram could prove to be uh, pretty popular. Now moving on from Instagram, we enter HP and they've introduced a new laptop tablet kind of mix and it's called the HP NVX31 as far as I can recall. Uh, this is supposed to come with a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835 processor which is 2.2 gigahertz and can overclock to 2.6 gigahertz. And it's, an, and it's going to be an 8-core laptop, which is pretty good. The screen size is rumored to be 12.3 inches with an IPS panel. And a touchscreen Gorilla Glass edge-to-edge -edge screen is what's going to be on this. 1920 by 1280 pixels is the rumored resolution. In terms of memory, we're expecting 4GB of DDR4 RAM and 128GB of storage. We're not sure whether they're going to be other options. I mean, they should be. But who knows. In terms of cameras on this device, it's going to have a HP Wide Vision 5 megapixel front facing camera and a HP 13 megapixel camera, which is rear facing. And it's going to have three integrated digital microphones. Obviously, this has a, a front and back camera because it's uh, also a tablet, so just bear that in mind. 
and the battery is a 3 cell 49.33 watt hour Leon battery. This is supposed to weigh around 0.7 kilograms, just a tablet on its own, and then when you connect it with the keyboard and all that kind of jazz, it's supposed to come in at 1.21 kilograms. So it's pretty light, and it's supposed to be made out of aluminum, glass, and plastic, obviously, respectively, to which parts which is pretty self-explanatory. The operating system is obviously Windows 10, S or Pro, whichever one you opt for. And yeah, it seems to be an interesting device and I may check it out for myself when it is released. Now moving on to audio, uh, Bose have entered the completely wireless earphone market with the Bose SoundSport 3. This comes in around $200 and uh, they are basically a pair of fully wireless earphones similar to the likes of the AirPods just obviously made by Bose and according to the many reviewers it has great sound quality and they have contradicted what Bose has stated about the battery life Bose has stated five hours of battery life however these people are kind of collectively saying roughly 10 hours of battery life so that obviously sounds pretty good for a pair of wireless earbuds and it has an IPX4 rating so that they will not be damaged by sweat when you are exercising, running, jogging, whatever. It is not a like an IP68 or something where you can enter underwater with, such as the Apple Watch which has features where you can swim or whatever. It doesn't have that. It would be pretty cool for a tech company to invest in making waterproof earphones which you can swim with. And if something like that ever gets introduced, I will instantaneously share it with you on this podcast. Now we'll move on to a lot of interesting tech that has been like talked about it's not necessarily in a large wider category but let's get into it first off I'd like to talk about Amazon flex which is a system which allows any ordinary person to deliver Amazon packages in their own vehicle they'll be paid between 18 to 25 dollars per hour so essentially you work four hours a day that'll give you a hundred dollars per day just by delivering these Amazon packages there are multiple reviews online talking about how this job was like, people that have tried it out. I'm not sure which regions this is applicable to, but you can go and do some further research on Amazon Flex. Let me just repeat, Amazon Flex. Now with all of this, we haven't talked about Google. Google has a pretty incremental update to their Google Home, which allows it to now speak Spanish. So anyone that is a Spanish speaker will definitely benefit from this and uh, would not have to opt for a different device such as uh, Amazon Alexa, which I do believe speaks Spanish. I'm not too sure. But you can change the language to Spanish in the Google Home settings. And this is in an update. You don't really have to like buy a new Google Home which can speak Spanish. Just go to the settings and change the language to Spanish and it should work fine. Uh, Microsoft have introduced a new USB-C dongle which will connect to the charging port and all the Surface devices and then it will allow you to connect USB-C peripherals such as mice and keyboards etc to your Surface device. So it's nice to see that Microsoft are trying to jump on the USB-C trend and uh, sort of uh, futurify their devices. Now we come on to a, a pretty popular topic which is relating to the Samsung Galaxy S10 which should come out in a roughly a year's time so some information on this would be they are trying to replace the iris scanner on the device with a 3d facial recognition system similar to the likes of um, the one that apple have on their iphone and an in-display fingerprint scanner so this is going to have double protection which is what i think apple should be developing however this would be very nice to see with samsung and we can see and test out how an in-screen in fingerprint scanner would work 
and if it actually is something that people would use. As opposed to using a, a fingerprint scanner on the back or just no fingerprint scanner as Apple have opted for. Now, some news on just the lineup for Samsung's Galaxy S10. There would be one with a 5.8 inch display and the S10 Plus would have a 6.2 inch display. However, a Korean outlet, being the Electronic Times, disagrees with these facts and states something completely different which I will talk about now. So the Electronic Times, we do not know how reliable they are, however they state that the first two will both be 5.8 inch models and the third one will be a 6.2 inch model. The first 5.8 inch model that they would release would have one single rear camera, the other 5.8 inch model would have dual rear cameras, so essentially it's a, a cheaper one and a more expensive one for the 5.8 inch. Along with the 6.2 inch smartphone having three rear, three rear cameras, which uh, doesn't really exist on many devices currently, so that would be nice to see. And uh, just related to those three cameras, LG have been rumored to add five cameras in the next phone, which seems kind of ridiculous. I'm not sure whether this is actually going to be true, but we'll see uh, in the future. Now, something that I have uh, read about, which really caught my eye, uh, is by a company called Semtex. And they've been working on an all-in-one workstation, like essentially like a gaming battle station, where you have a sitting sit and stand smart desk, which would be connected to three 24-inch IPS monitors, all on this table, and those would be connected to a Windows PC, which is powered by an 8th gen Intel Core i7. So so far, specs are really good. The keyboard and trackpad would be integrated into the desk, which seems rather cool. And the surface of the desk also works as a scanner. So you can just lay any document or image that you have right on the surface and scan them instantaneously with just a click and they will be right on your computer. Um, the surface of the table is also also has a wireless charger which can be used for any smartphone which supports wireless charging such as iPhone 10, Galaxy S9, etc. And this comes in at $3,999 so uh, it is a pretty hefty price to ask for and it's a very niche kind of product. So I'm not sure how many people are going to be buying this product and if it's actually going to sell well. But um, more updates on that in the future. And that kind of brings an end to all the tech news for the previous week. So stay tuned for next week's episode of the podcast. And if you did enjoy it, you can hit me up on Anchor. Send me a few messages, send me a few likes, etc. Subscribe to my podcast. Check out all my other social medias. On Snapchat, I'm AKJKYT. On YouTube, I'm AKJK, and uh, on all other social medias, I should be AKJKYT. I do hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. You can let me know by uh, hitting me up on Anchor, via voice message or something like that. And I hope to see you in the next episode of the podcast. Goodbye.